Right, so this is episode... Four now. Four, episode four uh, of 24 Bauer Party People, season two. I am Sam. And I am tired. Uh, We have cracked open the energy drinks. Uh, We've been gorging ourselves on the assorted extremely high sugar snacks. Uh, And after gorging myself on pizza, I've been able to hold off the cheese snooziness. Um, This was a far less distressing block than last time. Yeah, no, I was genuinely quite sad at the end of the last one. I was genuinely thinking, I don't know if I can keep doing this if it's going to be like that. But... Um, Yes, fewer children were pretended to be murdered in this one. Yeah, no, that was good. Uh, This this block has been vaguely entertaining at points. We'll save the best for last, I think. Uh, And we're going to shock you utterly when we... uh, By saying that, that is the Kim stuff. Mm, The Kim stuff continues to be absolutely wonderful. Um, Just the most... Batshit ridiculous, well, hilarious plotline. Kim really does. She's a wild card in the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day stakes. Yeah, we were discussing whether how you qualify points wise in the terrible, horrible, very bad, no good day because you can award. get you can get a few individual very bad things. Like for instance, Swede Mason. I think Swede Mason is a strong contender for the terrible, no good, very bad day award because he's got a couple of very high impact. He vaped an entire plutonium bomb and then got severe popcorn lung and began melting. Yes, and will, and that's not even including the rest of today Mm. or the rest of this block. However, Kim is more of a death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. Where her getting caught in a snare, her being menaced by a mountain lion, her being in a car crash, her um, having to escape from a hospital. Her dating Miguel. Yes, her having to date Miguel. None of these are the end of the world. But, like, altogether, it's it's like Sideshow Bob stepping on, like... It's like Sideshow Bob if, like... He stepped on a rake, and then he stepped on something more ridiculous, and it just kept escalating. It's like, not so. No, in the end, he was like stepping on. It's like a, it's like if the rakes were dominoes, and so from after stepping on the first rake, it automatically started to make Stonehenge topple on him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so silly. Anyway, right. Who? What else happened this block? Um. um well, you know, let, let's. Um, so we have. Uh, oh, should we should we go through our nominations for the terrible, no good, very bad day award? Because I would like to nominate Saeed Ali. Yes, um, we did. Uh, we uh, didn't. We did not uh, actually end up discussing him last time as a nominee for this. I think in part because we thought it went without saying. But um, mm. yes, yeah, Saeed Ali. Again, on the one hand, he did a bit of torture and he tried to kill millions of random civilians. But he did get Jack Boward when Jack Bauer was at his most... Most Jack Bauer. Well, it's 
This is what happens when Jack Bauer is in need of a rampage and hasn't got anyone to rampage. Yeah, he at. hasn't had any rampage time if he had, for a while. If he had ten people, he would have happily shot all of them. But instead, he had to focus. All he of had it. to contract out his rampage to the security forces of who's to say? Hmm. Uh, well, that we've realised that there are now at least multiple countries. As as we will get into, there is. Um, I hate this. There's multiple countries that they're refusing to mention the names of. It's it's the same way that they um refuse to mention um which party Palmer was a candidate for. Except at this point, I feel that they're probably not going to just go. Oh yes, and it's it's Iraq, Syria, and and Lebanon. Yeah, like. Ugh. Well, um. So Saeed Ali, his terrible no good day. It. It's really it's really focused across quite a small degree because um. He planned something for two years, and it was messed up. Well, it was, it was messed up, uh, as, we, as we'll see, predominantly by a supply teacher. Mm. We've, got, um, we've got some great George Mason content for all of you Swede heads out there. Mm. Um, give us a hashtag Swede head in the he, replies. He does start to resemble a buttery biscuit base in this block. He is very melting. Yeah, um, he does get, uh, I have it in my notes, as a gunge skin. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's been got your own back by all the kids he's supply teacher. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, so he'd, um, yeah, he, he does, at the very beginning, uh, have, you just see him wrapping gauze around his arm because his, his arm is getting very melty. If you ever had a tattoo... And they um they give you that like the cling film. Not even the cling film. There's another wrap for it that you can get, like a plastic wrap that you leave on for a few days rather than just a few hours, um, and that speeds the healing process because it acts as the scab. Now, it's exactly like that because when I had that for my tattoo, you leave it on a few days. What happens under a scab? It turns out very gross, very not nice, very very liquidy. Yeah, he. That's uh, how his arm is, is. Well, Brad. Brad from Division comes in. Oh, we got someone else from Division. And Brad shakes his hand, but then does that thing where you grab their forearm. And he apparently grabs it real tight. And afterwards, you see, um, you see Mason's upper arm. And well, you see his uh, forearm. And it's, it's damp where it's mm. been grabbed. This man has effectively juiced. His arm. Hmm. Uh, it is uh, until now. This was the only way to get juice from a mason. Uh, there is a better way, and it's by giving him a huge amount of radiation poisoning. Hmm. Um, <sighs> well, Palmer, uh, he's been running a spa, um, and he's yeah for the um, for the head of the NSA. Oh, yes, I remember now. He's uh, put the little fish in the bucket. Yeah, he's got the little fish in the little bucket. and He's, he's nibbling. Um, the, he's like, please, no, no more of the yeah. little fish that eat all of the, the nasty bits of skin yeah, yeah, on so, my feet. So Roger decides to give up all of his bomb intel in exchange for, well, the, the, the defibrillator. Effectively, they're going to stop trying to cure Roger's bipolar disorder. 
and um, his feet, they will stop trying to reveal skin's freshest layer. Mm. Um, he reveals that he's known about the bomb for months and that they let Second Wave get it, you know, acquire it, move it to America and prepare to detonate it specifically so that... Uh, How dare you, laptop. Uh, specifically so that they're snake boys... Could uh, could move in at the last moment and disarm it, and act, and that could act as a uh, as an incentive for America to have a more forceful defense policy. Um, the problem. Just, uh, I also want to point out: in what universe? Does somebody look at Palmer's administration that threatens to kill civilians out loud and go, this is pussy shit? Well, he's only threatening to do it. Yeah. If there's one thing that we've learned, it's that if you kill civilians, if you do kill civilians out loud, then people will find a way of justifying that. If you threaten to kill civilians, then people won't even, we won't even register. Yeah. Yeah. There is, however, um, a, a great problem with the uh-oh bunker that we haven't even begun to, <laughs> which is the fact that they have a they have a fleet of golf caddies. To- yeah, when I saw Sherry driving down the the bunker in one of these golf caddies, I nearly lost it. It's, I mean, on the one from one perspective, it makes perfect sense. That, it looks like a theme park ride. Yeah. On on the other hand, it looks like you are in Ile Nublar, and they're just taking you between the Velociraptor and the T-Rex exhibits. It looks like Elon Musk's death tunnel. We're getting a lot of Hyperloop content mm. tonight. Um, well, uh, I think, it, it, well, let's go through, um, yeah, let's go through like episode by episode rather than storyline by storyline, and then let's end with a binge on Kim. Yeah, okay, sure. Because, um, also in the in the first hour, we've got um, well, we've got, we've got Jack at the airport, or the at the airfield, uh, with a with a bunch of dudes, knowing that the um, well, they're, they're the coral snakes, you know, the NSA group, mm. uh, who are anyone who wants to get to the bomb before them, they consider hostile, so they're going to be they're going to, have to fight through them. All of my notes just refer to them as the tunnel snakes, um, because tunnel snakes rule. Yeah, and we forgot what they were called. Yeah. Uh, so they know that they're going to try and uh, be stopping them, and so they use black lights to look at their footprints to you know, see the combat boots, which really makes it seem like making them run through a sheep dip filled with cum was just a, a poor tactical decision. Yeah, what is that about? What have they been standing in that shows up under a black light? I don't. I, I didn't understand that at all. When you said that, that was the only thing that made any logical sense to me. I assume black lights show something other than cum. But like, yeah, look, if black light shows something other than calm, I don't want to know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, nobody listens to me. So the sheep dip full of calm, it remains and it remains a vital part out of any black ops group. Mm. Yeah. But so they they move in, and they find all of the tunnel snakes because they've all been murked. <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm just imagining that you could make a black ops group run around in a funny pattern now <laughs> um, and then show it with a black light. 
Like you could spell something out if you really wanted to taunt the enemy. The ultimate psyop. Yeah. So there the, the plane. So the N34 from that piece of improbably recovered paper uh, is the beginning of plane of the plane registration. So it's either N34G5 or N34G6, which, which we le- showed our age somewhat, I think. Um, yeah, so you have to ask yourself a question. Do I feel fly? <laughs> um, and then Tony said that it was you know, number G5 and that it was in hangar M, as in mama. <laughs> mama mia! Yeah, and that's... I feel that's... That betrays a deep pathology. I don't know what kind of pathology. Yeah, because then he does the next letter, which he does. He is, it's MD. Yes, so he says M for Mama, D for Delta. So he does know the phonetic alphabet. The man just loves just, his mama. He's just got, he's learned the Italian phonetic alphabet. M for Mama, Aurora, Meetable. It's- but we then cut back to Palmer, who's still interrogating, you know, Roger, the NSA man. And he says, effectively, nice going, dickhead. You know, you were going to... You had your, your guys ready to stop the nuke, but somebody's already killed your six wankers. And he just goes, <gasps> But there were seven wankers. <laughs> Fuck! Right. We're sans wanker. <laughs> sans wanker is... Um, I think they're, they're trying to put him in smash. Hmm. Uh, well, the surviving dude from the um, the mystery machine from UPS, the one that didn't get dear sister. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. and Marie they go to the to the hangar. You know, she gives him the trigger, and um, he gives her a couple of nice kisses. Yeah, and uh, on the cheek. Yeah, and he gets in the plane and starts to fly down the runway. And you get a. I, I'm a sucker for any chase scene between two vehicles of different types. Mm. So this is a Humvee. Well, it's a series of Humvees chasing after a plane, going down a runway. Uh, give me a, a helicopter running after a jet ski. I'm on board. Give me a train chasing a hovercraft. I'm on board. Uh, so Jack Bauer shooting a gun out of a, out of like while half standing on the roof of a Humvee, shooting it at a plane. You know, I'm I'm gravy. Mm. Um, and so they. You know, they, they hit the pilot, they hit the wheels, uh, they stop the plane, and uh, they move in to disarm the bomb, and only to find out that it is, it is in fact a dummy bomb, but that until very recently did have a real bomb in it. Uh, which is a shame, because Jack had already come up with the really cool plan of Dark Knight rising it, yeah, getting the plane and just flying it out of the city. And he's like, oh, I can't really do that if it's not the real one. Fuck. Yeah, you could sort of, you know, fly around the fake one, but it's, it's not the same. Yeah. Back at CTU, George's hair is falling out. He doesn't got Even a, more. He hasn't got a world left. Um, but you know, we, we, he's owning it. Yeah, he doesn't care. Which rules? Oh. So he has to uh, stay strong, you melty champion. Oh. He is beginning to look like he should be um, in a man's stomach, insisting that mm. Quaid ought to start the reactor. His clothes should now be in the basement of a Russian hospital. Yeah, I think. Yeah, like I don't think 
it's uh, good that he is walking around because I think he's probably severely radioactive. Yeah, but everyone around him can now taste metal. Mm. Don't. <laughs> His son hugged him earlier, and people were begging him not to fuck about with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. His his son hugged him earlier, and it's good because George never wanted grandchildren. <laughs> um, yeah. So from the wounds on the dudes, uh, he uh, Jack Bauer is able to work out that the seventh commando is the one that killed the other six because three of them were um, were by surprise, and the other three were while they were responding. Hmm. Oh shit! You know who else has killed six to seven guys in one go? Go on, Jack Bauer in season one. Oh, do we have a rampage scenario? I think yeah. we might. This guy went on his own rampage. Well, Division sends down someone to replace Paula, and at this point, being that one programmer analyst is kind of a cursed chalice. Um, Jesse said that oh, it's the defense against the dark arts position. Uh, making Jesse honorarily uh, a cis lesbian. Ah, oh, yay! I've achieved it. I've gone stealth because I made one Harry Potter reference. Uh, Something I thought I would never do. Go, go stealth, not make Harry Potter references. Although they are one and the same, I believe. But um, there's a little bit of interpersonal drama because uh, the person used to be Michelle's old boss, and now she's and now Michelle is. They brought back the fucking Green and Nina plot from season one, yeah. where like Nina used to be Green's boss, and then he's brought in and is is now Nina's boss. Yes, and Michelle's going to be bossing her around, and there's like a bit of tension. And while that's about to come to a head, um, Mason walks past and he's like, "Hey, I don't want anyone to," and then just melts. <laughs> he just falls on the floor. <laughs> He just turns into jelly. Um, and he doesn't was, do that. That's, yeah, uh, that's, that's fan fiction. But, uh, now. but he does hand off the codes to Tony and makes him CTU director. And he, he oh, and then he walks out holding his briefcase. Yeah, that's a, that, that's how I'd like to resign by collapsing and handing and hand, telling someone else to do my job. Why Tony? I think because Tony's a sound guy. Of, of all the people there, though, Tony's the guy that's been there the longest. Has he though? Well, Jack uh, is ancient looking. Oh yes, but Jack at the same time. Jack is too much of a maverick no, to be. No, you, no. The, the whole point of CTU is to. Oh yeah, you need a handler for Jack. Yeah, yeah. the whole point of CTU is right, to set yeah. Jack off. And it doesn't work if he's in charge because you need someone for him to report to who will annoy him. Yeah, Jack has to be like, I want to do a thing, and you've got to tell him no. Yes. Okay. Tony is already getting quite good at that. Yes. Um, now, yeah, so Roger then, uh, Roger the NSA guy, he told Palmer that Sherry was you know, involved in the events of the day. And Sherry then went, oh, no, what? months, yeah, months ago he tried to recruit me, but I uh, yeah, even went to a specific lawyer so he could vouch for the fact that when I'm going along with it, you know, I told him I'm going to go along with it, but just to help Palmer, just to help David, and you can, and if it ever comes to it, you can vouch for me. And uh, Palmer <laughs> this feels like the ultimate excuse to get out of anything. Yeah, and so Palmer calls him up, and he's like, "Yep, she definitely said that to me." And Palmer's like, "Cool." But and she, and she, yeah, and Sherry says, "And so, you do you believe me now?" And Palmer says, "Well, no." Yeah, no, that's horseshit though, because you can literally just say that about anything. Like, I could say like, 
hey, I'm only doing this murder because um, I was told to, and if I'm if I'm ever caught doing this murder, then you can. I've got like a tape with the lawyer that says, "Don't worry, I ben. don't really want to do this murder." Yeah, like I'm a I'm a, I'm a double I'm a double agent all along in this in the crimes what I'm doing. Yeah. So the tape yeah. apparently has me talking like I'm like the lady that says a handbag. <laughs> I don't know why I start talking like this when I get sleepy. I, I can't pronounce words. Like, I have to do it in a funny way, otherwise I will fall asleep. Well, um... I realise that's you all the time. Do you need my ripple? No, no, I've got. I've still got most of my kind of... Excellent. Because uh, you know, there's only eight, there's eight episodes left, though, mm. because we've been uh, finding so much to talk about in these podcasts, we are running a little bit late. Mm. And... So, well, Kate has brought Kate to the airfield, and she's dirtling around, and then she just kind of wanders out and reenacts the last few minutes of heat uh, until Marie pounces and holds her at gunpoint. And no, she sees Marie's shadow. Oh yes, yeah, so on the a, wall, and she's like, "Oh!" We have a Peter Pan scenario, and uh, well, so Marie is holding her at gunpoint and. Kate is just like, oh, but I'm your you sister. shoot me. I'm just a little birthday boy. Yeah, yes. And Kate's just going, I'm, well, I'm your sister. I'm innocent. And Marie is just going, uh, no one's innocent here. And it's just like, yeah. I'm just a little sister. Yeah. I'm just a little, I'm just a little sister. You wouldn't, you wouldn't shoot me. Hmm. Um, yes, you wouldn't shoot somebody with glasses. I said, well, you, you don't have glasses. Yes, but I can get some. <laughs> um. Yeah, at which point Jack then just shoots Marie in the shoulder, and there's a, a, a devastating realization that Dark Marie is a wig. Yeah, what the fuck? She hadn't dyed her hair. She hadn't dyed her hair. The wig falls off. And I was like, oh, fuck, no. So um, he, he, he shot her in the arm, and they put her in a chair. And because Palmer has been steadily dosing Jack with vinegar all day, mm. uh, Jack immediately goes to squeezing the gunshot wound. Yeah, no, Palmer is inducing, like, slow Jack Rampage. Although I say slow Jack Rampage, he has now tortured how many people in this? Um, it's a, a significant amount, and it will only increase. Mm. So when people say that, you know, 24 is a show about torture, there, again, season one, he threatens to, to towel a man. Yeah, he keeps whipping a carb on it and looking back at his victim for approval. Yeah. Whereas, like, and he makes up, he makes up that fucking towel torture bullshit. It's a made-up torture thing. Yeah, that's the thing that Jack Bauer heard in a pub from the guy, yeah. from, from guy who claimed that dogs can't look up. And now he's just actually doing torture. Um, Marie ends up giving up the location of the real nuke in exchange for pain meds. Uh, so they they hurry Pussy. And, and so they hurry they get to ruining sides day yeah 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 um so they hurry they get to the bomb uh but they find out that it actually cannot be disarmed so jack uh, goes yes back to my dark knight rising plan it's like good i've already made people work out whether the pacific ocean or the, or the desert's best for and they have, they have this wonderful bit where they're like um they have uh, like the president's chief of staff explaining if we put it in the ocean, um, the ocean will eat an awful lot of the radiation. However, we will kill an awful lot of fish. 
and also everyone on pleasure boats. And I was like, and, and people won't be able to go to the beach. Feels for, like a net positive. Um, but like, and he was like, yeah. So uh, the ocean, it's an option, but it, it's a very shit option. <laughs> So, and Palmer's like, oh, well, that doesn't seem great. What's the other option? He's like, the desert, where nothing lives. Yeah, so we might kill, at worst, a hiker. Yeah, and they're like, well, why are we not doing that one? Well, because the person flying the bomb will have to die. Yeah, they'll have to get it in a bit, this one very specific spot. Yeah, so they want to get it in, like, a dip, which is surrounded by mountains. So, so, it so doesn't, the, yeah, the fallout like... will be contained. Uh, and, and Jack is like, oh, man, I've been, I've, like, all day I've been waiting for a way to die. <laughs> I can't wait. And then who turns up? Well, George Mason happens to be at the airport. And do you know what George Mason apparently is? Well, George Mason has turned up specifically to uh, to see the, the bomb that killed him get dismantled because he's got nothing else to do today. Mm. Uh, what, is, what is George Mason? An incredibly overqualified man to die in a plane crash. He, yeah, he is a, he is a qualified pilot. Um, he and yeah, Jack says that yeah, I've got a lot. Jack of, is a shit pilot. Yes, Jack says, "Oh, I've got a lot of um, volunteers here." It's I've just, played a lot of Microsoft flights. Yes, um, Jack lies about having volunteers. It's just him, <laughs> uh, and then also George. Yeah, but George is too sick. He's like, you, "I can't be sure you won't." I don't out. even think this is necessarily true. I think Jack just is like, "No, fuck off! This is my time." Find your own. Find your own. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, well, they get they get the plane off and they start taking off in the air. Uh, however, meanwhile, information from um, Syed Ali, glorious he's safe house. They found that apparently he had a conversation with three members of um, the governments of three different Middle Eastern nations. And they all knew and helped him get the bomb. Incredibly unnamed nations. Yeah, and, and somebody from one of them, from one of those nations, their intelligence services, they turn up to help CTU and he, they butt heads with Tony because they're, they're a little bit racialist towards each other. Yeah, I've, I just, it's like, oh, I'm knocking the table, sorry. Um, but, like, Tony is just a big racist, as we've already established. A curse on you, Tony Almeida, uh, director of made-up well, new, new unit. Di- new director of CTU. Uh, I can't think of anyone worse to put in charge of the anti-terrorism unit than a massive racist who loves to do racial profiling. Wait, but not very well, even. Yeah, terrible at it as well. Like, yeah, he has to ask. He has to ask the person he's racially profiling. For how's approval. my? How's my? How's racism? my racial profiling now? Are you? Are you coward? You have faith in your racial profiling. So I, I think. I think all. The, I think all of the Welsh were bank robbers. Mm. Like, hello, my name's Llewellyn. It's like just stay away from the vault, you swine. <laughs> um. So, Do you know I'm half Welsh? Stay away from the vault, you swine. <laughs> so uh, Jack's flying along, and he, um, and at which point, uh, he actually gets a call from Kim, and he's like, oh, Kim, you know, uh, and he calls Kim, he's like, oh, it's great to talk to you, great to hear from you. Um, 
I'm about to kill myself. Well, goodbye. Bye. And just after he hangs up, uh, he hears a, a, a wet, melting noise from the back of the plane. <laughs> He's like, no, fuck off, fuck off, get out of here. Yeah, and... And George Mason calls out the fact that he, he's wanted to find a cool way of he, killing he himself. Just, he just yells from the background, I saw it first. I called dibs. Yeah. I, uh, have you any idea how difficult it was for me to get to this airport? As <laughs> um, he, he tells Jack, parachute out. I've got it from here. And Jack is like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, are you sure? It's like, yeah, I only have to fly in a straight line and then down. Yeah. Um, so Jack jumps out, and then George Mason he jumps out. Well, he he he, uh, he drives the plane into a dip, surrounded by mountains. And George Mason's no good, very bad, horrible, terrible day comes to an end. I think we saluted him at this point. He worked. We had a nice little moment where we were like, oh, goodbye, Swede. School's out. School's out forever. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, and then Hank from Breaking Bad oh, comes he, in. He he's, he's a general, and he's like, we have plans to invade these three countries. And Palmer's like, I love doing yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, He's like, you have plans to invade these three countries? And Hank is like, don't worry about it, man. Uh, do you want to give this the go-ahead? And Palmer's like, I'll give you a tentative go-ahead, but don't do anything until I say so. And Hank's like, we won't. There's a very funny um, shot. Uh, is this now or later with the uh, uh, screen? It's it's basically at around the same point, but you, said, yeah. you may as well mention it now. Uh, where like he is asking Hank about his plans, and Hank looks up towards the screen because... Palmer is on Air Force One, and at this yeah, point. so they have like, a, and they have an image of this, uh, the Situation Room, yeah, which and, is filled with generals. And it, he looks up towards the screen, and it's just full of like old ass military people, just looking back really expectantly. And it, I just wasn't expecting it, and it was just it caught me very off guard, and I started I started cackling. Every single one of them seems like they're about to say, "You're on mute." Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, um. Yeah, Cia Dali, he's been saying that the um, this recording that was apparently taken in Cyprus is fake, and he can prove it because he wasn't even in Cyprus then. He was in Berlin. Mm. Uh, and the way that they keep discussing the three countries from the Middle East, if you've ever met somebody at a party and you haven't you haven't heard their name, and so you just start you keep calling them friend. I was like, oh, this guy, right? Oh, he's a, oh, what an absent, oh, what a king, you know? Similarly, they're like, yeah, uh, these these three countries, it's as though nobody heard and everyone is too embarrassed to ask. Yeah. It, it is like how, for the like the first scene, it is like David Palmer's party affiliations. They keep cutting it off or like, they just keep, keep saying these countries or this country or the three countries. They just refuse to ever give them... Yeah. It's like uh, it's classified. Well, um, they move, they get ready to move Sayed to Gitmo. And Jack is like, how oh, now, how now, And he goes out to him. And he yeah. said, Also, Sayed having the worst fucking day. Yeah, he's, like, a, he's now being transferred to Guantanamo. After he's seen his son get shot in front of him, as far as he knows. Yeah. Uh, his, the substitute teacher has now foiled his plan. 
Um, he's been tortured. And it's it's not been great. And then Jack comes out as he's about to be transferred, and he says, "Oh, hey man, um, is that recording a fake?" And he and Said says, "Yup." And Jack says, "Cool, I didn't kill your son." When you get to Guantanamo, they'll let you talk to your family. Famously, they do let you do that in Guantanamo. They give you they give you your one unlimited phone call. I think what they what Jack means is your the, family will be waiting for you in Guantanamo. Yes. Uh, well, they would be if then immediately after he said that they have a little hug. Uh, they they bro it out, um, and then Sayyid gets his head turned to mince by a sniper. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Jack sort of then retreats back inside. Um, and oops, yes, and Palmer is like, well, you know, Jack, I'll give you like eight to ten minutes to investigate yeah. before I go, I go to war, and Jack is like, that's more than enough time. Because Palmer is like, I really want to do more war crimes, dude. They're, they're very Moorish. <laughs> Once like, you've popped, you just can't stop. They're like Oreos. Um, and but then, then Jack is—he gets a call from. Well, he tries to talk to the chap from the uh, intelligence guy or uh, agency from the other country, and then he gets a call from you know this deep throat motherfucker. He's like, "Hello, Jack. Uh, I know that that recording's plate fake because I'm the one that planted it." <gasps> and Jack's like, "Cool, that's that's rude." Cool. Can yeah. you be a little bit less cryptic, please? Yeah, and he's like, he's like, "Well, I also um, I also shot Saeed like ten minutes ago," and he's like. Oh, we have met. He's like, oh, oh. And um, he's like, yes, yeah, so now you've got to deal with me. Mm. He's like, in return, all I want is Kate, the white woman. Ah, yes, I want a, I want a racist to live and, it to me, please. And uh, we, we see his arm and we see that he is the seventh tunnel snake. Ah, can they deliver Tony as well? Well, Jack does get Kate and takes her out and takes her outside. And Tony tries to stop him. Yeah, Tony does the thing where, like, he points the Beretta at um, Jack, and um, Jack does the, like, Ian McCullum, like, he's got me now, or does he, thing, and, like, rips the pistol from him. He does a thing that we're going to see repeatedly happen to Kim. Um, he, he clearly learned, he practiced this technique on Kim, who never learned how to defend against uh. it. And he steals Tony's gun and then knocks him over, and he goes down hard on his ankle because Carlos Bernard had fucked his ankle up playing basketball. I hate this that they keep like hurting their actors in scene because they keep doing increasingly silly injuries, just like all on set. But now this only leaves us with one place to go. What, what next? Kim. What next in the tale Kim, of Kimberly? Kim, 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 Kim. Now, Kim is really... I think Kim is a prodigy in the in the no-good-day stakes. <laughs> She's like mother, like daughter. You could put... Uh, it's just an escalating series of very silly yeah, rakes. Had, had there been no atomic bomb, Kim would still be having a terrible fucking day. But uh, until this point, it has not been to do with the atomic bomb. And but you, you, even point, now, it's only marginally. It's sort of, yes. Um, uh, I love this because 
the guy that she's with, well, we'll call him Jim. Well, yeah, his name's Lonnie, the, the survivalist that gets her out of the snare. Mm. Yeah. He's very much Jim from the colony. Um, um, yeah, so she says, I was trying to get out of LA because there's a nuke there. And he goes, seems very reasonable. And and she goes, wow, you're the first person who's believed me all day. Oh, you're a Jim, aren't you? Yes. The inst- she goes, there's, there's an atomic bomb. And he's like, I knew it. And then as soon as he actually believes her, she just lo- like, she starts, oh, yeah, she, she starts staring into the middle distance. Uh, Jim lives out in a cabin in the woods, like in that one film that one time. Uh, and she's like, well, she, she effectively she goes, oh, wow, damn, bitch, you live like this? Mm. And he's like, "Hey, you know what? You know what I've got to deal with nuclear weaponry." Yeah. So if there's a fallout, and she goes, "Mm-hmm." Mm. Uh, and mm-hmm. Th- then he shows her his bunker. He does the thing from Utopia, but he's like, "You want to see my fallout shelter?" Um. Yes, and he he has a, a bunker filled with dynamite and grenades and guns so and knives. Much shit. This man could effectively single-handedly establish the Brotherhood of Steel. Mm. And uh, Kim just then leaves the, the the bunker. She goes upstairs and just <laughs> bye. Yeah, and she just says, "Yeah, no, I would, I would, I'd like to not be here anymore. Peace, I would like to go." Peace, bitch. And as she's about to leave, they see a park ranger outside. She hides because you know they the police would have called the park ranger. And Lonnie goes out and. The park ranger's like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah, we're looking for... <laughs> He's a very Canadian park yeah. ranger. Oh, hey, you've seen this uh, kid now? Hey, hey, no. I'm very lost. I'm, I'm way further south. I thought this was Manitoba. Uh, he said, yeah, so if you've seen this kidnapping murderer around, uh, I'd love to speak to her. Mm. And Lonnie's like... No. No. No, the only person I've seen that that's matching that description is uh, my soon-to-be wife. Uh, no, I've seen no one. So he goes back inside, and uh, he's incredibly <laughs> horny for Kim. Uh, and so, yeah, and he starts getting weird. So Kim then, just having met him forty-five minutes ago, just starts going, "You've been such a good friend to me." Just trying to activate his um, protective latent beta orbiter tendencies, uh, and trying to, and I suppose she activates them because at that point. He uh, goes on the radio and just starts going, oh, blah, blah. <laughs> oh. everything. Oh, really? The, oh, that's interesting, uh, Mr. Bear. Uh, uh, yeah. Everything's static. Oh, everything the, seems the a bit nu- strange. The nuke's gone off and he puts the headphones on. Uh, on Kim, but he like pulls the plug out of the radio first. So she's like, oh, no, he's dialing the frequency between zero and, and zero. zero. <laughs> and she's looking away. Uh, so they go into the bunker. And she's like. And he's like, I heard reports of a flash and then nothing. And like, this is really fucked, actually. Like, he just takes her into the bunker and is like, we're just going to have to stay here. And that is our one Mm. of four. Um, Kim, well, Kim remains in the the bunker looks like the set of from Hostel. Yeah, no, it is bad. Um. It's but full of grenades. At one point, Lonnie asks her, oh, can you pass me some sugar? So she goes up to one of the, the water things, gets some sugar, and very conveniently nudges a curtain behind it, revealing a television. 
he goes, oh, is this on the same frequency as the... Because he keeps unplugging the other radio yeah. in the bunker, just going, oh, I can't hear anyone yet. Listen, statics, and yeah. like turns it up, so it's like... And like pretending to listen in. He's like crinkling newspaper into the microphone of the radio to like make her think that everything's gone wrong. Yeah, he's just repeatedly yelling, oh, you're going into a tunnel. Uh, so she looks over and he's wearing the headphones so he can't hear her. So she and tries. she's watching like yeah, so she tries, Happy Mondays yeah, yeah. On, the sh- on the TV going, this everything's fine. Yeah, yeah she tries the TV and it's just saying, well, we've got wonderful weather. And she's like, yeah, it's like doing the like, um, the like, and now something fun segment on the news. Yeah. You know, it's like golfing will be great this weekend, folks. Like, And she's like, well, that doesn't sound like something they'd say if a nuke went off. Yeah. Uh, so she goes, well, huh, I know, I'm in a, I'm in a, a bunker surrounded by guns. Mm. This seems like a problem that can be solved by taking a knife. Mm. And then like Lonnie takes it off her. Yeah, he just walks over to her and then just takes the knife out so, of like, her Give hands. me that. <laughs> but he does it in a very like military dumb guy way, yeah. where he like flips it around and holds it backwards because it's sick nasty. Yeah. Uh, and she's just sort of like, well, that was not great. Yeah, yeah, I would really rather you did not do yes, that. Yes, and he goes, would you, re- you really want to leave? And she was, goes, uh-huh. Would you, <laughs> not, would you not rather want to be there with someone who wants to stay? He's like, wow, so you don't even want to get to know me? And she's like, no. No, not really. No. So he gives her a gun. No, no, what he does is he gets the gun out, and she looks really nervous, and then he gives her a revolver and goes, yeah. like, fire this in the air if any cougars turn up. Um, and he's like, well, come back sometime. And she and says, she goes, no. No, no. <laughs> no, I don't think I will. Uh, so she gets to the road. She heads out and ends up getting to the highway. Uh, first people that turn up, two motorcyclists. Seems like she's about to get immediately kidnapped. It was going to be so good if she immediately got kidnapped. Again. Uh, then, then, uh, then like a car turns up and yes, yeah. pull, slows down. And she starts to get in. The guy's like, oh, yeah, and no, I'm, I'm heading. You want to go to... Like up towards San Jose. Yeah, because yeah, she wants to go and stay with her aunt, right? Which yes. is where Jack Todd's is yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, I'm heading that way too. And then he starts getting a little bit weird. And she's like, actually, no, you know, I'd rather not. And he's like, get in. He's like, oh, well, so suddenly you want to ride? Now you don't. And she's like, no, yeah, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm, I'm good yeah, for now. It's fine. It's, it's late now. It's like midnight at this point. Yeah, don't bring yourself it's, out. Well, it's coming up to midnight at this point. And he's like, no, really, it'll be no trouble at all. I'm going that way anyway. But being like too insistent, very creepy about it, uh, and so he like starts to get out of the car. At which point, she points a gun at him and, and like had shoots it, the back window yeah, out of his car. Had it not been for that, she would have been kidnapped once more again. Yeah, uh, and yeah, she scares him off with her big eyes. Yeah, he drives eyes. off hooting and hollering and calling her a bitch, no. um, and um, then. The gun she had to scare off cougars um, doesn't work because, because she attracts an attractive middle-aged woman. Yeah, I would be firing the gun repeatedly in the air right now and going like, "Wee!" Because yeah. like, and that's when she gets this woman's phone and calls Jack. Yeah, and and Jack's like, "I'm about to be dead." And Kim does some pretty good freaked out. Yeah, cry she acting. does actually do some very good acting here, which is it's quite. Did, you did, called it like a dumb guy uh, special. Yeah, because it's you know. Um, you know, very. It's him having. It's him doing the thing he's got to do. He's got to be self. And she's like, "I was such a dick," and he was like, "Yeah," uh, and 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 she's like, "I'm proud of you, Dad. See, see you in hell, you old bitch." And, and he's like, "Oh, I only, I never wanted you to be different. Better, perhaps different. No." 
Uh, and she then is just like, you know what? Let me out of the car because I'm yeah. feeling sad that my dad just exploded. Yeah, she's like, I was trying to get away from LA because the nuke was going to go off, but actually, like, it doesn't really matter anymore because yeah. the nuke's already gone off in the desert with my dad. Uh, and the woman's like, nuke? <laughs> what um, do you mean, nuke? It's like, I didn't have my number. Like, and uh, she's like, get back in the car. Come on, we can have some fun. Well, anyway, Kim lurks by the side of the road mm. and ends up walking up, and she ends up at a petrol station owned by a guy. I don't know if you know what Ed Gein looks like. I thought this guy was going to be a Lonnie Mark II, but in a fucking petrol station. Um, yeah, and it's because she needs to go in and like use the bathroom or whatever. And he unlocks the door, lets her in, and then locks the door again behind her in a very creepy way. And I was like, "No, surely not!" Well, like, come on, Kim. And as he's about to leave, just piss in a bush. Yeah, as he's about to leave, a guy has just turned up and he's like demanding to be let in. Yeah, I want to come in your liquor store for twenty four hours, and this guy's like, so I just, "No, so I just want to get to the mountains." And she's going. <gasps> It's begun, meaning like the civil unrest after the nuke. Yeah, but it just sounds like she's about to be attacked by like a zombie. Yeah, and yeah, and the, the shop owner is like, wait, what's begun? And she's like, oh, never mind. Turn on the news. And, and he's, he's, and he's like, like, oh, a nuke. Yeah. Oh, neat. Oh, no, but he's, he's like, what's begun? And he's never mind. And he's like, wait, no, really, what's begun? As the guy then, you know, the, the driver then just throws a, a shopping cart through the wind, through the doors <laughs> and gets in. Um, and then, yeah, starts throttling the uh, the shop owner, which Kim then dis- uh, she diffuses the situation by pointing the gun at them. But the, the shop owner called the cops uh, uh, when the guy was at the door just because it's funny. Yeah. Uh, but, and- no, but the, the driver, he then did the signature move. Well, well, Kim's light attack is to go to an alleyway and hide behind a dumpster, mm. and Kim's heavy attack is to point a weapon at someone who then just walks over and takes it out of her hands without any resistance. Yeah. And so she uses her heavy attack on the driver. <laughs> he walks up and just takes the gun yeah, off her. puts it in his trousers, uh, like, takes all of the... He's like, give me the gun. And then he just takes... She just, yeah. He's like, oh, sick. You know what I need for going to the mountains to survive after a nuke? Booze. A gun. Um, but he, he takes a ton of booze, and but then he puts it on the counter, and the... The shop owner, who's still like wheezing on the floor after being choked out, he's like, "I'm going to pay. I told you oh, I was yeah. going to pay. I, t- I told you I had money." And, he, and the guy's like, still wheezing. He's like, "Get up! I want to pay and you." He's, he's like, like holding the like, gunpoint to pay him. Yeah, yeah he's, he's he's trying to actually like like co- commit commerce at gunpoint. <laughs> uh, and yeah, the, the police arrive and it's a confrontation about trying to pay, and the driver just shoots the owner. Mm. Like they they hug and then they mm, watch her say, and Kim just kind of confusedly leaves. Yeah, because the cops. Yeah, the cops are like harassing this. The cops are emailing that guy's wife, uh, who's in the car, and yeah, he gets mad and shoots yeah. the owner. Uh, and yeah, does Kim just leave? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So we have a lot of shit going down for Kim on a not great day. Yeah, that's just that would be enough for one day. Let's see it, Saeed. That, lo- like for one hour. Yeah, so Saeed, a lot of really bad stuff happening on a very, very short period. Uh, George, Kim is having an hourly event of silly shit. Yeah, so, at this yeah, point. Well, well, George had like 
one big event that just set the tone for the rest of the day. Like it kept everything going at a fairly high level of just not good, but it, it was the same kind of not good. Yeah. Uh, like once you've started melting, you know how it's going to go I on. I feel like melting is a pretty yeah. big event. Well, you know, what else, I, I you, know what be, like, you know what else is a big event? Getting married, and that's why Razor does still have a, a very yeah. I think Razor has a has a very slight edge in the actually like very nasty shit. Yeah, I think we think Saeed he deserves an honorable mention, but he's not really in the running. Yeah, like, I think Saeed deserves an honorable mention because the shit that happens to him is very very bad. However, he is also a um. He is also like a torturing mass murderer. Yeah. So on the one hand, it's very bad. But on the other hand... I, mean, I don't think it excuses what happens to his family at all. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. But like, if, you, if, you, if you're focusing on giving out awards... Yeah. Like you don't generally tend to give them to the torturing mass murderers. Yeah. Um, Unless they're the dang Nobel Prize. Oh, yeah. Um, or the Nobel Peace Prize specifically. Oh, Henry Kissinger, retire, bitch. No, uh, wasn't it? Uh, didn't Obama get one? Obama, yes. Yeah, that was my point. And I'm I, going I, back I, on my... I'm, I'm lashing out at Palmer through real-life people at this point. Yeah, but you know Henry Kissinger has a Nobel Peace Prize. Are you taking the piss? I'm almost certain that I'm not for once. I refuse to believe this. Uh, I will... We're going on a learning journey together. Uh, oh, God. Oh, God, I just accidentally got rid of my entire notes. No, no, you time. didn't. It's just behind it. Oh, thank God. Because I have about 5,000 words of notes. Uh, Sam is very good at taking notes. I haven't taken a single note over this entire season. The 1973 Nobel Peace Prize was awarded to Henry Kissinger uh, for the ceasefire of Vietnam. And that was done at... Oh, uh, and that was awarded at about the time that God. he invaded Cambodia. Secretly. Oh my fucking god! Um, okay, and cool. uh, it was awarded to Henry Kissinger and Le Duc Tho, uh, but Le Duc Tho actually refused to accept it on the grounds that Henry Kissinger had already violated the truce. Oh my fucking god! Well, um, oh, we live in clown world. We are. We are the circus. Um, Kim's no good, horrible, terrible day doesn't seem so ridiculous to me now. Well, we we need to see where it goes from here. Oh, it can't go well, any. We have eight hours left. Well, we for Kim to do more, frankly, nonsense. Is she going to go and live in the town of Jericho? Well, now? We, well, we know from the um, we know from the IMDb trivia that there won't be another mountain lion. That's true. Uh, Although the actress has already been bitten by it. So. Yeah, yeah, she has, she has had to receive I'm surprised it. they're not giving her an in-universe in reason to be injured. I think that's implying that they care about her. Mm. I think maybe she just didn't turn up to like one of the writer's birthday parties. Mm. Uh, like, Is this just Kim revenge tour? Like, As in, like they're writing Kim to do a, a series of very, very stupid silly things because the writers hate her and they're trying to make her quit. Either that, or they just can't think of things for her to do, or perhaps it's a little of column A and a little of column Bauer. Oh. Anyhow, we ought to probably... Yeah, we should crack on. We're behind schedule. So uh, time, is a, time is a cruel master, but even crueler is Jack Bauer. We will mm. see you in four more hours. Mm. Bye.